Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. KD is staying with the Nets. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. We're on your smart speaker. Say play ESPN Radio. You can download the podcast. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Key with the day off. Jay and me hanging out today. So, KD is back with the Nets. Kyrie is back with the Nets. Ben Simmons is going to play for the Nets. T.J. Warren's on the Nets. Uh, Royce O'Neal's on the Nets. Seth Curry. Joe Harris. Nick, Nick Claxton. Claxton. They, they have the most, by the way, I'm going to say, they have by far the most talented roster in the league. By far. There's no one close. Because even if you could match up at the very top with KD and Kyrie, which you really can't, but even if you could, listen to the supporting cast I just said. The third best player is Ben Simmons. Most talented, how many more skillful players on both sides of the ball have there ever been? I don't know, Matt. If, if at 6'10, healthy, if healthy, don't lose sleep on the claw. Don't leave. I know that you're going to come down this angle of attack about can you count on Paul George when yeah. it matters? But strictly from a basketball, can match him up. Yo, Paul George is one of the nastiest players there is in the league, no doubt. So you combine that with John Wall and the way like their depth too, in which they have like the Clippers are a loaded team, and I'm not putting it past Golden State too because Clay. Who would you rather have, John Wall or Ben Simmons? Oh, I'd rather have Ben Simmons. I hear you. Who would you but rather I, have, KD I, or I'm just Kawhi. saying they're not that far off. And I, I, it's, I hear you. It's not just about talent, <clears throat> and they have a coach. It, it, it's not just about talent. It's about coaching. It's also about chemistry. Like all those factor into it too. I, but I hear you from a sheer. If you come out, who's going to be a better team? I can't vouch for the Nets over the over the Clippers. The Clippers are a better bet if they're healthy because of if what you healthy. just said. I'm saying just weigh the talent. Oh, talent wise, yeah. The Nets, it's like they're in a class by themselves, talent wise, talent wise. But Jay, I mean, talent wise though, Russell Westbrook, LeBron, and LeBron James, James, and AD. Right, but now that's all they. Either. That's all they got. They got, the Nets have Westbrook, AD, and, and LeBron. Plus, they got, like, if I just said, hey, Jay, keep Westbrook, AD, and LeBron, I'm going to give you, I'm just going to give you Joe Harris, Seth Curry, TJ Warren, Nick Claxton. Championship squad. That's what the Nets have? Yes. I agree. Who did I not just mention? Seth Curry, Joe Harris. Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal can defend. He can six. Oh, I understand. I get where it is. Unfortunately, there's a lot of other factors. Other than talent. Brandon Robinson of Bally Sports, uh, Bally Sports NBA Insider, was on Freddie and Fitzsimmons. And, Jay, he hit on a subject that you just mentioned. Ty Lue was uh, Kevin Durant's first choice back in 2019. Uh, and the two of them did have a phone conversation. And in that conversation, Lue said that he'd be interested to come to Brooklyn, uh, but he needs to talk to Kyrie Irving and, and see what he says. And, I know those two have a relationship dating back to Cleveland, and those two are cool, but there's a difference between playing with somebody or working every day and just staying high and passing. Uh, I'm told that those two, Ty Lue and Kyrie, never had that conversation and that, in fact, Kyrie's desire uh, was for uh, Phil Handy, Los Angeles Lakers assistant coach, 
uh, to become head coach, and the Nets uh, did want uh, so Handy and a capacity. And you know, ultimately, uh, Handy was not granted permission by the Los Angeles Lakers uh, to interview for an assistant coaching position. So they're stuck with each other. Like I said before, you know, I, I've been saying this for a while when everybody kept trying to categorize, well, like Steve Nash was your choice. We gave you that. Well, he wasn't. It was Ty Lue, right? And we talk about the relationship that Sean Marks has had with Steve Nash. And at the end of the day, both KD and Kyrie are kind of like, all right, they weren't forced. They're never forced. But they're like, all right, we'll co-sign it. But I think that's what led to Kyrie making comments about, well, we're all kind of coaching because we're all going to have our input. But there wasn't that strong consensus coaching option out there that they all said, this is what we want, that we firmly believe. Jay, when Kyrie made that comment, this is what I see through Kyrie with this type of stuff. Kyrie's ego is so out of control in this respect. When you hear a player say, hey, we really don't have a coach. Sometimes I'm the coach. Dude, of course you need a coach. And as soon as you heard that, you realized that Steve Nash had to tread lightly around Kyrie and KD, but especially Kyrie. And the fact that Kyrie right. was ran interference basically with Ty Lue just by his presence, it's a, he's, he's that, in that respect, Kyrie is, I have been arguing for years now, the most skillful player who ever lived. But he's a phenomenon. But, and he's put in incredible work to hone the talent, to skill and talent, two different things. He's skillful. It means he put in countless hours to hone that talent. He's, so he has to be dedicated. But that kind of ego can destroy a team. That's, well, look, that's a negative influence. Kyrie Irving actually, in his comment, was correct, right? It, it, there always is a collaborative effort between player and coach. And look at the two players that he's probably spent the most time with that have kind of been at the barometer of his foundation. Kobe Bryant, right? That relationship that Kobe had with Phil Jackson, other coaches, right? Hey, we're not going to run this. We're going to run that. LeBron James, who has always done that with coaches. You've heard the same kind of sentiment about LeBron, about, you know, you need to find a coach that collaborates more with him than tells him exactly what it is. So he wasn't wrong, but it's something that you don't say. No, but You Kobe, know what it is. Jay, I disagree. I, I think your point is right. We draw different conclusions. Yes. And Kobe, Kobe won championships. Kobe so collaborated say. with Phil Jackson, and yes, LeBron, the same thing with his coaches when they had ultimate success because those coaches need an extension of themselves on the floor to yes. win, and, and, and those players served that way. Um, I'm not that saying is, but, I'm not but, saying but was right. Kobe was very destructive with Mike D'Antoni. Now, Kobe did not believe in what D'Antoni was doing, and Dan, what D'Antoni was doing wasn't working. And when Kobe basically staged a mutiny behind the scenes and took over the offense, they made the playoffs. He also snapped his Achilles in the process. But the point is... D'Antoni's system never had a chance to work because the star didn't buy in, right? So was D'Antoni the right coach for Kobe? Clearly not. Did Kobe help the situation with Antoni? Clearly, Clearly not. not. But, but Kobe or LeBron James would never think that when they had Phil Jackson or Ty Lue there, sometimes I'm the coach, sometimes – no, well, they wouldn't gonna, think of it that way. You're never going to think about that with Phil Jackson, who won multiple championships with, with Michael Jordan. So that says – And, and with, with Ty Lue. So you know remember, what that tells me? Remember coming off Ty Lue, like that was – Ty Lue did ask a lot of questions to LeBron about, like, what do you think? He felt them out. Their relationship – like Ty Lue looks at LeBron as, like, a de facto head coach. Right, David Blatt wasn't the guy. That's what I'm trying so, to tell so you. They got, right. Think about – But wait, I'm, wait, wait, I'm wait not, Jay, I'm let's stay with Kyrie. Right. I'm just helping you understand – that tree where he's coming from. But let's stay with Kyrie then. The point is, 
The reason LeBron wouldn't think of Ty Lue that way or Phil Jackson for Kobe is because in the end, they respected those guys as coaches. To me, what I, I take a step back and look at the big picture. Kyrie's presence ran interfe- interference with a real coach in Ty Lue not coming to the, to the Nets. So he winds up with a guy who's kind of, I don't want to call Steve Nash a patsy, right? But with a guy who's, who Kyrie Irving feels he can do what he wants. But Kyrie created or helped create that situation. In that respect, Kyrie's got to get out of his own way. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we don't really need a producer. Sometimes I produce. No, we, of course we need a producer. That's why it comes back to leadership. Who is internally leading the charge? This, to me, comes back to Kevin Durant. This, to me, goes back to saying, no Sean Marks, no Josiah. This is the guy that we have to have. That authoritative voice that is willing to speak up regardless of how Kyrie feels about it. Like, that's what this whole season is about to me. How Kevin manages the personalities of Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, and maybe Steve Nash isn't the guy. But you know what? If they get to a point where they recognize that, whose voice is going to need to articulate that? Kevin Durant. Hey, look, Steve, I love you. We love you. This is not it for us right when now. When Kyrie said, hey, sometimes we don't even have a coach, what Steve Nash should have done at that moment is say when they asked him about it, is he should have said. Got to fight back. Yeah, he should have said, well, I am the coach of this team. <laughs> you know, like, we do need a coach, and I am the coach. But Kyrie's certainly going to have a lot of, you know, like, I, I, I want to talk to him and find out what he's comfortable and all that stuff. No one's going to get away. Michael Jordan would never come out and say, I'm the coach, not Phil Jackson. And if he did, Phil Jackson, to Michael Jordan, the best who ever did it, would say, well, I'm, I'm the coach of the team. Duh. Right? I mean, so. so. But that comes to experience, Max. No, de- well, that comes to experience. And personality type. Person- well, experience dealing with that caliber of personality, which Steve Nash, the environment that he's always been conducive around, whereas Dirk Nowinski, time in Phoenix, he hasn't dealt with personalities like that, where you have to meet them face on. Yeah. And it's going to lead to confrontation. But some of the best relationships I had in my life have been through confrontational moments. Of course. Right, because you have to learn how to work through them. The best, your best friend in high school is the kid you fought in junior high school, and like you, just the same as each other. And you wind up having a fight, and you wind up being like, you know, tight. You meet, you say, okay, you're strong. I'm strong in my own way, but you're not going to run over me now. Right. You go about it a different way than I do, but both of our ways are powerful in their own measure. How much pressure on Steve Nash? Oof. How does Kevin Durant do it, man? He's got to lead him to the promised land, and. How does his returning to Brooklyn affect the Donovan Mitchell situation in Utah and to the Knicks? Oof. Well, it opens up the door. I mean, now for teams like Miami, right, we've seen pictures. And like people always make this out to be bigger than what it is. But still, like, yo, Jimmy Butler is one of the low-key smartest dudes there is with the way he moves in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Chris Brickley is a guy that works people out here with, uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony called Black Ops. They work out in New York. Donovan Mitchell from Greenwich, Connecticut, spends time working out there. He's been down celebrating Chris Brickley's birthday in Miami with Jimmy Butler. They have a relationship. Now that, you know, Kevin Durant is off the table for the Miami Heat, what does that look like for them to get Donovan Mitchell? 
They're staying in this arms race in the Eastern Conference. Okay. What does it do with the Los Angeles Lakers? Kyrie is off the table right now. Do they go after a Donovan Mitchell? The Knicks are about to go headfirst into a Danny Ainge trade for a, in a in a crazy market where Gobert got what he got, what he got, what he got for Gobert. Where KD's off the table, the Knicks are about to take or get robbed by Danny Ainge. They will wind up with Donovan Mitchell. They will make the playoffs. They will be stopped in the second round of the playoffs. That's the farthest they'll ever get. They will then rebuild for another ten years. This is, I mean, like I've seen this movie three times already. It comes if you're Danny Ainge. I have to get what I want for Donovan Mitchell. Otherwise, I have him to a contract. Right. And think about how that whole narrative has been pivoted on now, coming off Kevin Durant having to essentially play out his contract with Joe Sy. Jay, I hate to cut you off, but we have to get to a very important part of the show. Um, I don't mean to cut you off, but we need to get to Jay's round ball rankings, and you're, you're taking time away from Jay Will and his round ball rankings. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance, here to help you score big savings. To see how much you can save on auto insurance, visit Progressive.com. So let's kick this off. This is where teams are right now in the late, late days of August, and we're giving you a breakdown for where I think they will be. So let's start off with number five. Number five. So Kevin Durant is now back with the Nets. Kyrie Irving back on a one-year deal with the Nets. Ben Simmons with the Nets. As Max has properly articulated, you tell me a seven-footer who's more skilled in the game of basketball, in the history of basketball, than Kevin Durant. You tell me that Kyrie Irving, when it's all said and done, regardless of off-the-court issues, might be the most skilled player to ever play the game of basketball. You combine that with Ben Simmons, who at 6'10", is a big-time defender, an elite passer, combined with the depth that they have. Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, you talk about Seth Curry, Patty Mills that they've re-signed, Royce O'Neal. There are a lot of questions around chemistry, yes, but talent-wise, I put them right in the top five. That's number five for me. Let's go next. Number four. Number four, the Clippers. I mean, look, this team made the playoffs without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George pretty much playing the whole year. Ty Lue is that coach that is one of the most genius coaches in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard being healthy. Where are you, brother? Are you in the game? A lot of people talk about, is Kyrie Irving available? Is Kawhi Leonard available? The claw, that guy that locked down LeBron James, that guy that hit that shot against Philly and closed out Jimmy Butler's run with Joel Embiid. Where is that Kawhi Leonard? If he's healthy, along with Paul George, who is one of the most underrated players in all sports, by the way, and I know I'm talking about that collapse we had in the bubble, but still, with John Wall at it, with Reggie Jackson, with Luke Kennard, with the team they have, they are the fourth best team in the NBA right now. The only question about them is health. That's number four. Next up. Number three. The Celtics added Malcolm Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari. So Brogdon gives them that defensive mindset. I keep that, forgetting they added that Brogdon, dude. alternative ball handler besides Marcus Smart, who has a basketball IQ, who can make plays and allow Marcus Smart to be Marcus Smart. Another year of experience for this team with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, who wasn't healthy all last year, Grant Williams, who brings another high basketball IQ, another big-time wing defender, they are the second-best team in the Eastern Conference. That's number three. Number two. The Milwaukee Bucks. I firmly believe that if Chris Middleton had played last year, the Milwaukee Bucks would have been in the world championship against the Golden State Warriors. Chris Middleton 
pretty much for his career, close to a 50, 40, 90 caliber player. You talk about Drew Holiday, one of the premier two-way players in the game of basketball and has a high basketball IQ. And you talk about Giannis, who you can make a case for being the best player in basketball, which it seems like each and every year, everybody's always trying to build a blueprint on how to stop Giannis, but each and every year, this dude gets better. His skill set gets better. Milwaukee Bucks, second best team in the NBA right now. Number one. Number one. The Golden State Warriors. Yeah, did they lose some depth? Yeah, sure, they lost Otto Porter. Yeah, sure, they lost Gary Payton II. Yeah, they lost, you know, Tuscan Anderson. They lost some pieces, but they got Dante DiVincenzo. They also have Klay Thompson, who is not coming back one year after an injury. And he has an entire offseason. And here's my thing about this team. This team constantly plays with a chip on their shoulder. Did Draymond Green have the best NBA championship series? No, but he came through when it mattered. And Klay Thompson now having that anger, having that ambition to prove that he was the player he was before I got hurt after a complete offseason where he can just train, not worry about doing physical therapy. And is this right? Does this look right? Just strictly playing basketball with a guy in Steph Curry who said, what are they going to say now? Well, guess what? They're always saying something. Steph is always that player who has something to prove. They are still the best team in basketball. It is theirs to lose when it's all said and done. Now, you talk about teams right on the outside looking in, 76ers. I got to see what James Harden is going to be. Another one. I I, I see what he's doing contract-wise. I see the pieces that they were able to add. Max, he's only going to get better, and he's already really good. they, They are right there now. There's nothing that's saying they can't be the best team in the Eastern Conference. They got to stop wasting Embiid's prime. They, they got to do, do it that. while he's in his prime. And the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference and the Dallas Mavericks. Those are teams that, and I wonder about Phoenix because Devin Booker needs to be that guy. We were waiting for him to become that guy for the team because CP3 is getting a little bit older. He didn't really become that guy this postseason. And then Luka Doncic, Dallas Mavericks, where are they going to be? What's up with them? And the Denver Nuggets are right there too. Look out for Luka this year. Um, I think your rating is perfect, actually, one through five. I, and I, I get it because there's more uncertainty with the Clippers and Nets than with the top three, even though if, if everyone's healthy, the Clippers may be number one because of the coach, maybe puts them over the top. If, everyone, if everyone's healthy, even without Ty Lue caliber coach, maybe the Nets just can't be stopped. But there are questions around those teams that you don't have with the Warriors, Bucks, and Celtics. So I think, I think it's right on the money. Um, the Warriors are going to be interesting, Jay, too, because they got those young guys that haven't even really started contributing yet. Wiseman was hurt. Kaminga's just starting to come on. They're super young, and they won the chip really without those kind of contributions, but they're going to start to get them. And, Max, I want you to do another exercise with me really quickly. Who is the coach of the Golden State Warriors? Steve Kerr. Okay, where would you rank him as it relates to coaches in the NBA? Top three. Okay. The Milwaukee Bucks. Budenholzer. Coach Budenholzer. Top ten. Okay. The Boston Celtics, after yeah. the year that they had, remember now, this team was in the verge no, of Udoka collapsing. Is, the only reason I wouldn't put Udoka higher is because he hasn't been a head coach very long. But so far, top ten easily. Okay. But maybe top five. Ty Lu might be up there with Eric Spostra. Ty Lue is my number one. If Best I had coach to in look, look, apologies to Eric, Eric Spolster, who has a long track record. He's a great coach, future Hall of Famer, the whole thing. 
If I had to have one coach for my team, I'm taking Ty Lue. I have seen him now ring wins out of teams that shouldn't be winning to the extent that they're winning. And when he has the raw material, he won the championship against a team that should never have lost. Let's go to some outliers. Yeah. Phoenix Suns, Monte Williams. Good coach. Great coach, right? Top 15? Uh, Easily top 15, top 10 probably. Okay, Doc Rivers. I mean, he was voted top 25 all time. I question him. I hear you. But still, the resume. Yeah. It's all set. Okay, fine. Resume. And, and here's one thing about Doc is he is in a leader. No one questions that he, that he is a leader. Okay, great. Jason Kidd, what you saw him do with Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Jason Kidd, um, I thought, was just like Mark Jackson, was good to a point with Milwaukee but then made some bad decisions, and I didn't like him so much. But given another opportunity to be a high-level assistant and then a head coach has shown to me, at least to my eye, that he has grown as a coach, and I would consider him at this moment a very good head coach. Western Conference Finals with Jalen Brunson as your second best player. 100%. Okay. No Tim Hardaway Jr. And and is the reason that Mark Jackson should get an – you know, he's an example. Just because a guy gets to a certain point and can't get over the hump the first time around doesn't mean – that he shouldn't be given another opportunity because presumably he's learned from that. So all these coaches I just made mention of, top 20, right? Every single one of them. Where's yeah. Steve Nash? You're just uh, top 15, every one of them. Where's Steve Nash? Toward the, at this moment, you'd Towards have to consider the, him toward the bottom five. That's a challenge. That's, I mean, that, that's a huge caveat that nobody is really addressing. We're saying all these contending teams who have coaches who have experience and who have, who have built accountability and trust in their locker rooms, and now you have Steve Nash. Where does he fit in? Steve Nash, if I were Steve Nash, I would set the tone right away the next time Kyrie says something in the media as it relates to – because he, inevitably he will because he has a big ego, and he has to assert some kind of authority or power. And the next time he does that in the media and any shrapnel came my way, I would check him back in the media and on the team. And if Steve Nash could do that, because the head of the snake is actually Kyrie, if he could do that, he could get this team under control and point him in the right direction and empower Kevin Durant, I think. Mm. Today is National Waffle Day, Jay. Help us settle this debate, 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. Pancakes, waffles, or French toast? Number one draft pick for Jay Will, French toast. Mine? What? Waffles, but I think it's tough. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 824 today. Kobe day, right? So yesterday was Kobe Bryant's birthday, which and I can't believe we didn't even talk about it would have been 44 years old. 44, and then today, 824, Kobe day. Back-to-back Kobe days, man. I don't know what Kobe's measured IQ was. I don't know, but I imagine it was in genius range. Like, just having sp- dealt with him in L.A., one of the sm- just super smart, curious, obviously driven, everyone knows that. But he had real intellectual curiosity. And that was, I remember, Jay, I, I just dropped, I was with, my, I didn't drop her off, I was with my daughter at basketball practice, right? I brought her there. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching. So you got a gym full of mostly dads and their daughters, like right around 11, 12 years old, when we get the news about Kobe and Gianna. Anyway, today is National Waffle Day, as I've mentioned. You can call us. Pancakes, waffles, or French toast? Who you got? And, Jay, it doesn't – not just syrup. You can ha- – like, you're trying to take the, all the added no, uh, add-ons No, because you make things too complicated. Man. What do you mean complicated? Because it, it, just, it turns into a full-on conversation, and I'm just trying to simplify it. Well, so if, you, just, if you add nothing to it, French toast got the egg and the milk, but waffles pair with everything. You can have breakfast, lunch, dinner, or dessert with yeah, waffles. But the question isn't which – which one is more versatile? It's which the, one's the best? But that goes to the nature of the waffle with the, with the nooks and crannies that everything can fit into. Yeah, but see, I did too many nooks on the waffles. Too many too nooks? Too many nooks That's and crannies. The... Well, because I like my stuff evenly spread. I'm weird. Like, it gives off the look of it with French toast and pancakes like it is evenly spread. Can't make it perfectly with the waffles. Javante Rhodes and Russell Horns, BJ. Welcome to the show, guys. This is what we're talking about here. Are the stars of the new Hulu, Hulu movie, Mike, which premieres on Hulu August 25th, obviously about Mike Tyson. Javante Rhodes plays Mike Tyson. Russell Hornsby plays Don King. Guys, you, you care to weigh in on this, but could you want to rank them? Waffles, pancakes, French toast. How do you rank them? I'm waffles. Me too. You waffles one? Yeah, I got, listen, I got a killer, you know, recipe Waffle recipe that my mom had from scratch. Ooh. Oh, oh, see, it, I need oh, it. you get fancy. It'll crack yeah. the it'll crack the code. Okay, all right. So, see, that's different though. So waffles with some butter, some maple syrup. Mm. I'm Little killing the game. Chips. See, to me, chocolate 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 chip. in the waffles. See, chocolate I like chocolate chips and pancakes. I just like the waffles you plain. Get down with pancakes the chocolate chips, man. That's why you can put chocolate chips, bananas, whatever you want in the pancakes. I agree with you. Waffles, you go plain. That's it. Because it can hold whatever you want to put on top. Roscoe, never had it. That's what. Roscoe's. Roscoe's chocolate chip waffles. Okay. With some chicken. Okay. Is that number one? See, that's, see, that's, that's why you don't need meal. the chocolate chips, man. You got the chicken though. already. No, I'm no, just saying alone. Stop being greedy. No, no, Savory, uh, sweet. No, but you, you got to. the balance. You need the balance. All right. Yeah. You need waffles by themselves. You know You know why people put strawberries everything on them, on the waffles? Because the waffles ain't got no flavor. Oh, yeah, man. I, that's the reason why you do that. That's why we need see, your mom's waffles special recipe. Is, is the waffles got the flavor. You don't need any additives. So where do you guys rank pancakes in? Uh, we're, we're pancakes in French Love toast. Pancakes. Non-existent. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I slander. Pancake slander. I was a fan of yours until now. <laughs> I'm French toast over pancakes. pancakes. That's why Holyfield beat you, see? Yeah. No. Pancakes over French, French toast. What? What? What?
Fritz Waffles toast number one Fritz to me. Pancakes. See, fr- see, this is Jay's whole thing, and he's not wrong about it. But by itself, French toast because it's got the egg and the. I'll give it, and also you can make it with all different kinds that's of right. bread, and they put cinnamon on it in, yeah. the, in, in oh. the recipe. Oh. But that's not how they're consumed. You got to assume that you can put stuff on it. Did you agree with me or disagree with me? I'm I, saying I'm you're right. If if you make it into your thing where you can't add anything, I'll give French toast the nod. But that's not how I'm eating them. <laughs> can we get to the movie, please? <laughs> all right, guys. Let me let me let's. I'm not going to beat around the bush on this. We ask the real questions here. Mike is mad about this movie. Pissed. How does it feel? You get, you know, you, you work on this project. I'm sure you have your heart into it. It's a super interesting material you're working with, very interesting characters. And then the protagonist comes out and, and feels this kind of way about it. How did that make you feel portraying Mike Tyson? It felt apt, honestly. Mm. It felt, I mean, I understood. I, I feel like it's, it's, it's relevant. I feel like it's... The best way to say apt, I feel like it's necessary for as unique and awkward as it may sound. I feel like it's necessary for the creative of the piece because that's the energy that Mike Tyson represented. That's the energy that he represented to me. So that's the reason why. How could you describe that energy? It's Mike Tyson. That's the only way to describe it. You know, when you see Mike Tyson, you know that energy, you know what it represents to you. You know what that represents inside of you, that fire, that, that smoke, that heat. That Mike Tyson energy. And I know, like, again, as a creative, it sounds kind of crazy. As a fan of Mike Tyson, it sounds kind of crazy. But as a creative, as an artist, to represent that energy in that way, like Mike Tyson, I do what I want to do. Like, I represent myself. I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. I am the Mike Tyson of... You're coming into the set with the black trunks and the hey, no socks. and that, the, oh, That's hey, like not having an agent and manager. This is yeah. my energy. Yeah. This but is why, this is why I'm, I'm the person for this. This is why, this is why I did Strip that. it down. Him saying that, him saying that... You feel the energy. I know makes you feel me more right inclined <laughs> yeah. to watch this, yes. right? Yes. Because to me now, I'm like, oh, like this, this thing kind of real. Because Mike, I've hung out with Mike, and I'm not speaking for Mike. I'm curious what Mike would say about it. But sometimes like... Me too. When when people start depicting things about you that you may not want to see or like to hear or see it, it can make you frustrated, right? It's like about Don King too, Russ. Like yeah. it's like these were weird times and, and different types of energy people that I feel like you guys had a chance to tap into to showcase to the world that it's already a polarizing subject within itself. This adds to it, man. It makes me want to watch it more. But, but I think what people have to understand is we didn't look to glorify or demonize Mike. We wanted to, we, it's not about being right or wrong. It's Portray about being him. truthful. It's yeah. about being honest yeah. and about showing the essence of him. What, what, we, what I hope that people get out of this and when they look at it, they look at it through a 2022 lens and not a 1988 or a 90s lens. Mm. When we're dealing with, you know, aspects of misogyny and mental health and all those types of things uh, that was happening back when, I think we're looking at it when we're looking to demonize him. But I think now we have to look at it and have a nuanced conversation about what this man was going through back in the 80s and 90s when he was fighting for his That's, life. That is interesting. Coming out of Brownsville, right? And I'm sure as you're promoting this, you have, you, you have, you have expressed this thought before. What I want to know mm-hmm. is you got to play Don King. Yeah. That must be such a party. Like, Mike, you have to go to a dark place and everything. Don King as a performer, I imagine, and a complex guy, but 
must have been like that's like an actor's dream, right? Like to get to to play a character like Don King. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, the thing is, I believe that there are very few true chameleons in this in this game, right? It's actorial. You, I have to. I got a little Don King in me. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. A little a little showmanship, right? Uh, a little bit of a carnival barker. You know what I mean? And you know, Don was fun. I mean, the the other thing is, it was calculated. Don knew what he was doing. Sure. This man was well-read. He was literate, voracious reader when he, while he was in prison and whatnot, and came out and realized, what do I need to get my point across? What does the audience expect? They expect a show. So Don King says, I'm going to give him a show because I'm going to be the fighting promoter with the hair. What, what do he say? Every strand is a citadel. <laughs> <laughs> but see, we yeah. laugh now, but Don King, and Don King is, especially with the passage of time, becomes a charming kind of character. But at the time, the way he did some fighters, I know he justified it to himself because, hey, my celebrity is drawing more attention to the event. But he robbed fighters. He did all kinds of stuff that made you like re- made him an unlikable character. Although with time, you just said how we're not going to demonize Mike Tyson. We, we, we don't see him through the 2022 lens. Right. The 2022 lens helps Don King, right? Right. Well, you know, absolutely, because we have to look at Don at that time and realize. And by the Don way, I King, said it was, it's a series, not a movie. It I apologize. A- absolutely. Yeah, a series, yeah. But, you know, but we have to understand, Max, and remember that, you know, Don King said only in America, but we have to realize what we got was a Don King that was made by America. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you understand oh, yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so all Very that well America said. represented. You know what I mean? We, we Running lied, numbers we in Cleveland. Yeah, you know pistol yeah. whipped the guy the, to the death on a street thing. corner. Did and, time, and so, but, you know, read everything in the world. Yeah. And that was a product of, of, of the American, you know, of America. And so all he did was give back what he was given. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And found a way to make, made a way out of no way. Mm. And that's, that's only in America. Trevante, I'm, I'm curious. What was the most challenging part about playing the role of Mike Tyson? The right now of it. Getting unindated by, you know. All the fans who find purpose in supporting Mike in a certain way, which I love and respect and I, I appreciate, but I love what I get to do. So the prep, the mental aspect of it, the spiritual journey that you go through to create something and to develop a create or develop a a, a painting, you know, a piece. It's it's everything. So. Uh, yeah, just this part of it. But again, I understand it and I appreciate it. So it's kind of, it adds to the experience. It makes me feel more like Mike Tyson. Mm. After everything Mike's been through, by the way, I never thought he'd be alive at this age. I don't mm. think he did either. Yeah. And I'm so happy that he's around, he's productive, he's making a contribution to popular culture right yeah. now. He's being philosophical and he's... Around, I'm just happy he's around in a part of the world to get mad at this thing, you know. Absolutely. So even even the fact that he's present and and still means something. So let it, so he's mad at this, but like the, the the odds that he'd still be around and that he'd be productive and he'd have and he'd be popular and 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 a positive influence were remote at one point in time, yeah. right? Absolutely. Well, I'll go. I, I won't combat that. I'll agree with it, but I'll kind of combat it to say the spirit that is Mike Tyson is the reason why. He is here and the reason why we're doing this, the reason why we're still, like you said, the reason why he is so relevant is because the inside, you know what I mean? Like to have come from that, to be here, you have to have something inherently. One thing about Mike is, and you could talk about where he came from and how he got the whole thing. He took a beating from Buster Douglas. Didn't know (laughs) where he was when he got hit with that uppercut. All he knew is they're counting to 10. He got himself up 
picked his mouthpiece up. He looked funny, right, with the mouthpiece coming yeah. out of the mouth. But he got up. Yeah. He got up from that. They just knew, it's, oh, I got to, you know, they counted to 10. I better get up. And that's what he did in life. Yeah. Uh, guys, the stars of the new Hulu series, Mike, Trevante Rhodes, and Russell Hornsby, thank you for joining us today. Thank it you, premieres on Hulu on August 25th. Well, I'm locked in. Thursday. I'm locked in. That's tomorrow. I'm locked in. Tomorrow, hey. yeah. August 25th. Hey. Hey. Like hey. Hey. Tomorrow. Hey. Hey. Got some appointments. Come, on. Come hey. on and get it. Come hey. on. Get Has some Mike of this. seen it? I know he's mad about it. Has he seen it? I don't know, man. Yeah. I hope so. I, hey, I, I don't know. I hope so. I hope he will. We're going to take your calls next. Waffles, pancakes, or French toast. Who you got? Keyshawn J. Will and Max ESPN Radio. <laughs> From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So, Max, now that Kyrie Irving is back with the Brooklyn Nets alongside Kevin Durant and that loaded squad they have, it brings me to the question of what do the Lakers do? Because Kyrie was part of their plans. Uh, that was somebody that LeBron James wanted to play with. And it goes back to what I thought they should have did in the first place. You get Buddy Hield, a guy that is a How do you get him? Top. I mean, you got to use some of those draft picks. You got to work with the Pacers for this. Buddy Hield and Miles Turner. Got to find some way to give up. Both? Some- yes. I go for Well, both. yeah, if you add Buddy Hield and Miles Turner to the Lakers <laughs> – that's a lot. Yeah, I think you got to try to find a way to add some depth to your team. The, but does that involve some of those assets? See, this is what I think. Because I think Buddy Hield is a perfect complimentary player to play alongside AD and LeBron James. That's why at the trade deadline, or as it approaches, that $47 million expiring contract of Russell Westbrooks will have value. And if you are locked into a Buddy Hield or two or three level player who you know is useful, but you see you're going nowhere with them because you don't have the star. and you, that's If you want to get out of those contracts, Russell Westbrook helps you do that. You move those pieces for Westbrook. The $47 million comes off your books at the end of the year. You get to reset. Lakers may have to package a draft pick with it but or two, but that's not impossible that you could move Westbrook for guys like that. And by the way, the Lakers have been doing exactly what I'm sure before this whole thing happened – and with Kevin Durant coming back, that the Brooklyn Nets would have liked for KD to do. Just, hey, be quiet, relax. Don't start saying, I want to be – just let's talk about you want to be here, you want to do all the right things. We don't want a team to think that they're going to inherit a challenge or frustration, and that's what Russell Westbrook has been doing. Westbrook is, at this moment, I think the most underrated player in basketball, Jay, because people actually think well, he's – not for the value. But this is what I'm – no, no, not for the $47 million, million. right? But, but people th- – but he's an expiring deal, don't forget – People think that he's not good at basketball anymore 
when if he's lost half a step, maybe, but he can still, in the right circumstances, be a very valuable player. He hasn't lost a half a step. Right, he's the same guy. You just you can't put. He's just in the worst possible. It's not even that situation for him. The situation he's typically been in is he hasn't had to share the responsibility of having the ball in his hands. It ain't that complicated. You got to surround Russell Westbrook with shooters, let him collapse the defense, and either score or kick it out. Poor man's LeBron James. Yeah. Or Ben Simmons or John Wall yes. or, you know, ball dominant, not a great shooter, but good at a lot of other things. John Wall is a better shooter than those two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I mean, to one degree or another, none of those guys are LeBron James either. Understood. Yeah. But I mean, it's going to come down. I mean, it's going to be an interesting year for the Lakers. LeBron just signs that two-year, $97 million deal. A lot of people making the case out there, well, Tom Brady and other greats who have won championships have given back money to the franchise. Back in 10 seconds. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Rank French toast waffles and pancakes. Uh-huh. This is an almost impossible question to no, answer. No, it's not. You, you think it's easy? easy? Yeah. French toast. French toast is delicious. Don't All day long. French but toast. But it's the least versatile. I don't need it to be versatile. No. I, I need it to... Get me to where I want to go, and that's in my stomach. Come on, baby, I got the fever for some French toasted toast. French toast is delicious, and you Number can one. make it all kinds of ways. You ever have challah bread French toast, a little cinnamon? Oh, oh you're making with, me so hungry. With the egg and the... Oh, I've been eating all morning. What are you John doing in Kentucky, me? French toast, pancakes, or waffles? French toast, man, with a little powdered sugar and some maple syrup. Thank you for coming on our show and preaching the truth, John. No, we've I heard we've that. heard a lot of French. We've heard some French toast and a lot of waffles. I think it's almost an impossible question, but I'll give the edge to waffles because of its versatility. You can have it for any meal, including dessert, dinner, anything. You could have it with chicken. You could have it with ice cream. You could have you know, pancakes lowest on the totem pole for you. N- no, because pancakes, are, pancakes also are very versatile, and you can cook them with bananas. You got banana pancakes, which I love. Chocolate chip, chocolate chip, banana, all kinds of stuff. You can put fruit on top. The whole thing. I even have pancakes, like, handheld, man. Just eat them on the go. So French toast is last for you. But no, but, but by itself, French toast is so good. You're That's confusing why me. You're I'm not saying, ranking wa- me. I'll You're give confusing the edge me. to waffles. I don't know if I can Then who's you. second? If I have to take a second, I might take pancakes. That's why I said French toast is last. I know, but I have a hard you're, time you're, calling yeah, it last. Yeah. All right. Mel in New Jersey. What's going on, Mel? Talk to us. 
Hey, good morning, guys. Let me just say, man, waffles might be the easiest thing to get right, and I think pancakes are the hardest thing to get right. Mm. And I hop blueberry soft fluffy pancakes Ooh. remind me of like LeBron James on the Cavs when he used to be with Eric Snow and Drew Dickagowskis just cause you know the pancakes can carry the whole franchise and I think they gotta step up the pancake game and last but not least bro Yo, I don't know if y'all consider it a breakfast, but crepes are pretty delicious. Yeah, I'll crepes, put same crepes fa- it's a pancake, same basically, though. Pancakes, yeah. It's basically a pancake. I mean, it's a very, very thin pancake. Delicious, but yeah. Once again, another IHOP reference. I'm just trying to tell I'll you I'll give guys. you something wild. Do you ever have a Norwegian pancake? No. It's like, it's, okay, so it's not for everybody, but you could put like, like lox, like smoked salmon, hollandaise sauce, all types of hey, stuff in a pancake. Are there African pancakes? Uh, I don't know. I never had. I'm sure. A Nigerian pancake? I don't know. There's There's got to be. There's yeah. pancakes, you know, Jewish yeah, pancakes, just... latkes. You know, it's always there's always a pancake. Every every ethnicity got a pancake. How about scal- scallion pancakes? Scallion. Oh, what? Yeah. You ang scallion pancakes? I'm a simple I'm a simple Chinese food scallion pancakes? Yeah. You're blending a lot. Yo, Jay, we can't be friends anymore. Corey in New York. Hey guys. Hey Corey. Hey, oh, not hi, Kiwi. Yeah, oh. Kiwi's not on the show today. It's me, Jay. Okay, yeah, that's it's even better. Um, I got to rank waffles one, uh, pancakes two, and French toast three. Pancakes are much better. Corn muffin pancakes are delicious. All right. And waffles, I love to put brown sugar on top of waffles. It is the best. Kobe in North Carolina, quick. Gentlemen, good morning. Kobe, you got 20 I would seconds. Put pancakes, I would put pancakes 1A, waffles 1B, <laughs> and French toast 1C. I like it, me too. But, Jay, real quick, real quick. I challenge you on the, uh, on the, the IHOP pancakes being the best. There is a new franchise called First Watch. They have the best pancakes First and watch. actually the best waffles in the world. Is that only in North Carolina? First watch. First watch? Is that North Carolina or is it First national? First watch. You got to check it out. Is it okay. North Carolina or national? The, it's it's, it's national. Go. All right, all right, it's national. Okay. First watch. Keyshawn J. Willemax. We will be back tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern, ESPN Radio. Peace. Listen to Keyshawn J. Willemax live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.